For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I have such a special treat today, and I read that about families knitting. As women, we try to knit our families together in lifelong fellowship, and I could not help but think about my friend today who's on the show with me. I want to welcome Marina Schroeder, and your family epitomizes that idea of lifelong fellowship, Marina. Oh, thank you, Kathy. I appreciate that. I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. You have such a beautiful family, and I know it hasn't been easy every step along the way because I just can uh, – what I know about your life is the success story. That's the part I, I came in – to your life and we we found each other and you were already just an amazing wise talented successful businesswoman i mean and you have these beautiful children that are now grown and i that's when i met you so i don't know the whole story and i'm eager to hear it today i want to thank you for coming on air with me and talking about the the moments in your life that were changing moments for you. So I don't even know where to begin. Do you want to just begin? <laughs> like, why don't we do it this way? Why don't I ask you? You can tell me whatever you want to, but, oh, I guess I should tell people more about you. Let me do that. We'll start there, and then you can tell me how you got to the spot. So Marina, I'm taking for granted that my listening friends know all about you. She has over 25 <laughs> years of experience in the financial services industry. She uh, works with, I know this. Oh, my gosh, I didn't write it down, Marina. I may need you to help me. Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. Please forgive me. I knew that. I, I had it written down here somewhere. Her partner is her son, T.J. Mathis, who's also talented. Here it is. Morgan Stanley's award-winning global research and proprietary software she uses all her combined experience to implement, monitor, and define investment portfolios. Her, but my favorite part of your bio was this. She, together, they work to implement, educate, advise families to, by creating sustainable, multi-generational wealth plans. You're a graduate of A&M. You have five grins now, right? Yes, I do. Yes, and beautiful grown adult 
children who are marvelous and wonderful citizens and very involved in the community. And she also, you also claim a whole core of girlfriends, and I think I may need to start hiking with y'all after I read about this. <laughs> I didn't realize that was an option. I'm not sure I can keep up with you guys. but um, And then I didn't want to miss, because you put it on your website, that you're active in your church and also on the board of CASA, which is another wonderful part of your life. So I think now people will have a context to understand when I say, in the years that I've had the great fortune to know you, you've just... You've just been so impressive. Like, if I didn't know better, if I didn't know the heart you have, I would be very intimidated by you. Let's just say that. Oh. <laughs> That's the truth. You're the kind of person that I... would be like, oh, my gosh, she's so successful. But So tell me a little bit about things that brought you to this point. That, yeah, so so I think probably um, you know when we talked before, I think you wanted me to start a little bit of, a little bit um, back as a child, back growing up, like where my family came from and what I came through, mm-hmm. um, and some of the hardships that came along um, through my my life. Um, my mom was an immigrant. She um, she actually um, was born and raised in Holland. And I just say that because, um, you know, when you're raised by someone that's not necessarily uh, that was born and raised in, in the U.S., it's, you have a different background. You have a different um, uh, sort of set of, va- not values, but it, it's different because um, their culture was so different. So so she was born and raised in Holland. She married my dad, um, and they came here back to the U.S., um, and she became a citizen um, I think she was 26, um, but you know, as, being born and raised over there, it, it was always a a little, I think, frightening for her um, not to be married, not to have someone here that she could count on. And and through my life, I think those circumstances um, kind of created some um, some really bad circumstances for me. And so I'll just tell you a little bit. Um, my mom was divorced from my from my real dad and then got remarried to my stepdad and he um you know he started abusing my sister and i when we were really little four to five years old Mm. through high school Mm. um and so that was that was tough it was tough growing up with that secret it was tough growing up with um you know not wanting to hurt your mom by telling her but when she finally found out um, she actually decided to stay with my dad, which was really um, not good for the relationship at all between me mm-hmm. and her and my, you know, for any of our family. So, so that's a little bit of my background. It, it was um, a background of both physical, sexual, and um, verbal abuse. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's easier now to look back on that and say God had a, there's a reason and God was in it all the way um, just simply because he's brought me through and I have three wonderful kids now and Mm -hmm. five great grandkids. um, And he has been with me throughout my whole, um, you know, throughout this whole, I guess, trip that we call life. Um, So, so that's kind of where I've come from. Um, Not to say that it wasn't hard, to um, to get past some of the um, you know some of the hangups that you that come along mm-hmm. with so much of, of what we went through, my, both my sister and I went through, um, but through different counseling and through friends and mm. um, church, uh, those types of relationships, um, 
and of course just having a relationship with Jesus Christ himself and allowing him to heal those parts of me that need to be healed um, and Joyce Meyer she's one of my favorites too I listen to her because she kind of went through the same thing and I can relate totally mm-hmm. to her so yeah. That's kind of my background. Um, went out to just, school, went okay. to A&M. And, I'm going to interrupt um, you just for a minute because I think I owe it to you to say this out loud. Uh, first of all, I want you to know I had no idea that was part of your story. And you told it oh. so so kindly and sweetly there. I can tell that you have really worked through so much of that and probably share that. Maybe you even assumed I would know. But but I had no idea. And But I do know women's stories are very commonly more intense than we realize with each other. Like we, we judge each other really quickly out in the world. And what I find because of sharing about my abortion and my background, what I find is almost everybody has a story. And and so this is just a great moment for me to be reminded and to say out loud on air. If you, if you think you're not, if you think you're not worthy for any reason, what you may find by just sharing your story is that next per- the person next to you has a story too. And so I found that to be really true a lot. And and the other thing I think I, is very important for me to say here is I just admire you so much. And, and I just want you to know your story is dear to me. Whatever else is included in that that you can't share today because we just don't even have enough time. But I do want you to know Every bit of whatever happened to you has made you the person you are today, and I can embrace all of it and and rejoice that um, you're recovered as much as you are from those heartbreaks. I mean, I just see so much victory and and beauty in your life. So I know, I know where you are and I know you've done, I can only imagine you've done quite a bit of work to get there because I know what it takes to get yeah. over past, past. And I love the, I love the scripture verse, beauty from ashes, you know, I, yes. just, I think just really encapsulates sometimes, um, the, 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 those of us that have stories like that. And not to say that, that it was all bad. I've got to say my mom and my dad were the epitome of hardworking people. And so I think that, you know, I think that I got a lot of my work ethic, from, you know, from the sheer fact that I grew up in the family that I did. We had paper routes from the time I was in fifth grade all the way through high school. We bought our own clothes. Um, we didn't waste anything. Um, I was, you know, pushing up, pushing a uh, lawnmower up the hill. I had lots of lawns that I did and would, you know, either drag it behind my bike or push it up the hill <laughs> to wow. go um, to work. And so we, you know, they encouraged us to work. Well, they didn't encourage. They told us we had to work. Um, so, and I think that's, that's important, I think, for, um, you know, as we're talking about families, as we're talking about mm-hmm. children, as we're talking about, you know, I think one of the things that happens these days is that, this is, is that we might, um, we might assume that our kids shouldn't work or they shouldn't do anything that would be outside of them just being kids. And I, I don't know yeah. that that's necessarily the right thing to think. Uh, we ha- we're get- we have about two minutes, and then we ha- this goes really quickly, and so I just know you have more to share than you possibly can. When we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about going into marriage and then finding yourself single and kind of what right. that looked like, because you I thought that was where we were going to begin. I didn't realize there was so much backstory and so much heartbreak that you had to overcome to be this amazing woman you are now. So 
um, I don't want to miss that part because here's why. I just know you've taken all your experiences and you are helping so many families now with their finances, that piece. And so I'm, I want you to come back and do a show about that. But okay. yeah, but, bef- but we're gonna we're gonna do that, and I've got a great title for that one. I'm gonna call that. Uh, balancing our finances to create sustainable multi-generational wealth. This one we're going to call overcoming financial stress to own your success. So when you come back, I want to talk, I want you to tell us a little bit about that. We're going to break. This is Fireside Talk Radio, and we're so glad you're here today to hear from my wonderful friend, Marina Schroeder. She's so courageous and amazing and victorious, and I can't wait for you to get to know her better. Side Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. I'm here with Mary Ottman, and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of five die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu? Whenever. It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Welcome back. We're talking to my friend Marina Schroeder today, and she's been telling me her story, some of it I did not even know myself. I just know her as this amazing, successful, hardworking 
uh, mother and businesswoman, and, and she gives so much good advice and, and philanthropist and community leader. So, so to hear her own story just reminded me how dear she is to my heart. And so, Marina, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing so much. I, I know it's one in three women who have experienced some kind of a, an assault or sexual abuse in their home before they leave home. And so that's a lot of women out there that I know will be touched that you are so successful and yet you're so willing to be vulnerable and share your story. So thank you for that. Welcome. So I want us to pick up at that place where you have these beautiful children. You have three kids, right? I know two of them. I do. I have two boys, TJ and Jake, and then I have one daughter, Alex, who's currently at A&M in college. Um, yeah, I'll talk a little bit. I'm one in three, maybe with the, um, you know, with the with the abuse, but. I think it's a much larger percentage um, for people that go through divorce, and divorce is never easy. Mm -mm. So I'll talk a little bit about, um, yes, I was a single mom raising kids, um, trying to figure out how I'm going to raise these kids and have enough time and money to, to, you know, to accomplish all the goals. Of course, I wanted them to go to college one day, and um, I wanted them to have everything that every parent wants their kids to have, just everything. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and so it was difficult. Yeah, it was difficult um, getting divorced. And then the emotional part of that, um, I ended up um, after divorce working for um, a place here in town, but I was working about 60 hours a week, maybe 70 hours a week. Um, and I was very successful at the job that I was doing at that time. Um, so I had the opportunity to be able to be smart about, um, you know, about my money. And what I mean by that is I didn't carry a lot of debt. Um, but I also smart. knew uh, that I didn't want to work 60 or 70 hours a week. And, I, and it, was a, it was a job that it wasn't going to get better than that. It was going to always be 60 or 70 hours a week. Um, so I prayed about it. I really was asking God, Lord, I want a career. I want something that you want me to be successful in. I want you to, to guide me. And out of the blue one day, um, I just had um, a, a person that I worked with in this job out of Dallas, um, in that particular job, say, hey, we've got someone coming to town. They want to interview you for this financial consulting job. And I said, oh, I'd love to. Um, so I interviewed. 30 minutes later, they asked me if I would take the job, and I was said, wow. yes. Um, but the hard, the, the hard thing about that was I was making, and this was back in 1994, I was making over $100,000 a year in this other job, and it, it was a difficult decision um, because the starting salary with this new job was going to be about $32,000 Oh, my gosh. You really so, took a step of faith, didn't you? So it was a huge step of faith. However, it was something that I knew that God wanted me to do, and it was wow. something that I could do because, um, you know, my mom and dad both had, had, had always said, uh, you know, debt, you don't need to have debt. You don't need to be, mm -hmm. um, you know, encumbered with any sort of obligations. And so I always tried to never spend more than I made, and um, I was able to make that trans transition into the financial world um, and consulting with families and um, parents and children and widows, and, you know, it, it was a step of faith, but it was it was one of the best things I've ever done. Well, you're um, just it so... It was hard. It was very hard, but it was, it was, it was wonderful. 
you're just so brilliant at knowing how to how to interact with different people. I mean, I've seen you do it all all over the place with the variety of people that come through your office or just meet you around town. You're just so good at connecting with people. And that's how I felt the moment I met you years ago. Like, oh, this woman is so special and so different and just exceptional. But so I can't really picture you being afraid to step out because you're obviously very good at what you do. So, but you. Well, but I had never, yeah, I had no, I have an accounting degree from A&M, but I had never actually, you know, and I had invested myself. Um, ah. For myself, I had next. I have never, um, you know, never really considered it. But I knew that God, God knows. I mean, He knows our personalities. He knows our traits. He knows that I'm passionate about people, and yes. He knows that I'm not. You know, that I want. I want other people to succeed. Mm-hmm. I want them to succeed because I can help educate and help um, help help them prepare a plan to get where they need to be. And and He knows um, my heart, and that is my heart. I love that. Well, now, for, for women that might be listening who downloaded this and they're wondering, how do I get to that place where I can own my own success? What what was it in that moment that you know you knew God was in it? Did you move from Dallas to Tyler? So that, that was that part of it? Yeah, I, no, no, I was okay. in Tyler. Okay, so um, I was in Tyler. Uh-huh. So I stayed here. Um, but it was um, I didn't I didn't have to move because I didn't buy yeah. a house that was more than what I could afford. I right. mean I was very um, you know just a a, a very I don't know, uh, average you know affordable home. Um, so it wasn't something. Uh, so I didn't have a mortgage payment that was outlandish that I you know that I couldn't have uh, that I couldn't pay on a thirty thousand dollar jo- job job. Um, wow. Does that make sense? I mean, I, oh, yeah. when I was I, making money, I wasn't, I wasn't at a place where I thought, oh, I'm making all this money, I need to, and I wasn't doing it for a long time. But believe me, it took a, it took a year or two to, to get to that place. Um, right. Right. But I, I think what's significant, um, what helped me was that um, I've never been one to um, overspend. I've never been one to, I've always been able to say, okay, here's my bucket of money. And then what are my, and we'll talk a little bit more about this on the next show, yes. but just um, just having someone to guide you. And I did some Dave Rams. I did the Dave Ramsey course yes. and listened to different shows and, um, you know, just, but being able to have someone guide you and say, okay, here's your bucket of money. This is what you have. And then um, I think what, what was significant to me is I've always, 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 um, knew that innately in me that there was part of that that, that needed to go back to God first. And so mm. it wasn't ever hard for me to always give the first fruits to him. Mm. Um, and and by first fruit, was, you mean what you're talking about is tithing. Some people right. call that tithing. Right. It's when you look at your paycheck and you say, I'm going to give a certain percentage of this to something that God that would honor him, like your church or your some community right. to other, to other right. people. Yeah. So, right. and that so that's a pretty basic principle in your life, I would think. Very basic principle. Yeah, I think that's um, that's what that's what carried me through is being able to, or just having that. I don't even know how to describe it, but just knowing that within me, um, I was so blessed to be taken care of by God with this, with a job, with three kids, with health, with so many things that. That was the very least that I could do is give him back. I mean, it's all his anyway, right? I mean, right. it's 
uh, any everything that we have belongs to him. Um, yes. And so uh, to to just give back that first ten percent, and um, and then more. I mean, I, I yeah. it's not just ten percent for me. It's ten percent, and then if I want to, you know, if I want to give to a charity, um, if I want to, you know, buy dinner for someone, if I want to. Um, you know, do other things. How can I be a blessing to other people? I think, I think one of the principles um, that we all need to be living by is how can I bless someone else, and not how can I be blessed. And I think yeah, if we I can get that, that then um, then I think we can be successful. Maybe not financially, but successful in God's eyes. You know what? I'm I'm really listening. I'm in fact I'm having a hard time listening because I'm writing notes. That's that is a great quote. You're going to see that on a meme. <laughs> But, but that is a wonderful principle to live by. How can I be a blessing to someone else? Um, I love that. So I'll go back and I'll catch your words exactly and put that on a meme on my website with your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> I see that epitomized in your life. I just want you to know that. Well, yeah, well I, it, it takes our focus off of ourselves when we're focusing on how. I mean, that's how Jesus. That's how Jesus walked around on this earth. He was blessing other people constantly. Well, okay, you're going to laugh because this is a little bit off topic when it comes to your story. But when I think about the first time I walked into your house, and you had paintings on your wall that were to you had given you had bought the painting in order to put money into a ministry that I also love over there, that was sending right sending money to Ethiopia for some of the most impoverished people living there. And and so we're get I mean I wish we had more than 2 minutes. What I want my listeners to know is here's this successful amazing woman and she's talking about how to make our lives more successful financially, but when you go into her home, your home is so beautiful and every aspect of it is um I don't know. I mean, there's nothing pretentious about it, but it's lovely and it's very welcoming and warm. And it reminds me of your heart. That that more than anything else told me when I met you, because I happened to be in your home almost immediately. And I thought, this is a woman I could be friends with because everything about your home to me said, this woman is creative and loving, very, very loving to the people around her. She wants everyone to be comfortable here. I could see it. Yeah. No, I think I think you're I think you're right. Absolutely. I, I bet there's nothing yeah. in your I, I bet you don't have anything on your coffee table that a grandchild could break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, as a matter of fact. I think I have a book on there. No. And I'm but I'm not. I mean I my grandkids can have anything that I have, so um I have been lucky with that. I'm sure you will be too. Um, yeah. you know, when they come over. I don't ever worry about them breaking anything. They're always really good. Well, will you come back? I want to talk about multi-generational wealth. How? Because somebody has to start that. We can't just wake up one day and all be rich. So what I want to talk to you about is how does an average person who's going to work every day, a gal, a woman, whether she's married or single, how does she begin to think in terms of one or two generations ahead? So we'll we'll do a show on that and, and I'll get that out there for people to hear. I think we'll call that multi, something about multi-generational wealth. I wish we didn't have to close, but I have to say goodbye. So I want to thank everybody for listening today, for, for tuning in to Fireside Talk Radio, where our my friend Marina Schroeder has been our guest today telling us her beautiful story. If you would like any more information about our sponsors or guests on today's show or 
If you would like to recommend a guest for future shows, please contact me at Kathy Craffy. That's Kathy with a C and Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Echo.com. Thank you for joining us today at Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio, where we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Thank you for joining us today, where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, fiddle. Got in peace.